G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's take a little time to talk about prison ministry and those who are prisoners and not only those who are what we'd call behind bars, but those who are outside the families of prisoners and just how important it is to make those connections. As we know, biblically, it's important for us to be mindful and caring for people who are in jail. And let's talk through some of these issues today with a very special guest. My guest is Alan Can, and he heads a ministry that is called Changing Tunes. And Alan, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Really good to be here. Well, Alan, I should say to our listeners, uh, you and I are old friends. We've known each other for uh, 20 years at least. Is that all it is? Is that? <laughs> it seems like a long time, does it? But you are involved now these days in prison ministry, and it's been a passion of your heart, and you take music behind bars. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that feels when you're there and you've got a group of prisoners and you're on your keyboard or you've got some support from other band members. What's it like to be behind bars and bringing a ministry of the gospel in song? Mm. These days, Neil, it's a real privilege, but initially it was a little bit daunting uh, going into a, a dark place where you were unknown, where you didn't know what the reception would be by these guys. For me, it was in England with some young offenders 20 years ago, about when we met. And, um, and it's quite daunting to go into a a prison of up to 800 young men under the age of 21 and with uh, and I'm I'm past 21 I think you know and uh, to not play... that you look at it all but... no thank you but this is not television <laughs> um, I hope but um Neil just uh, the unknowing of how your my music was going to connect with a 20 year old was is quite a challenge as well because uh, my music goes back to rock and roll in the old days of the 70s and 80s and 90s you know and uh, and so what's it like it's daunting initially. These days, I love it. Uh, I can't get enough of it. Well, you used to be a part of a musical outfit called the Old Boys Gospel Band. That's so that right. gives you an idea that uh, when you're connecting with young men behind bars, as you say, mm-hmm. there could be a perceived generation gap. Is mm-hmm. there a generation gap in the music that you go in and the ministry that you bring and and the prisoners who are hearing you sing? Mm. At places there were uh, over those years, uh, not most of the time. The average uh, inmate in Queensland prisons nearly is 34 years of age. Uh, it's the average. So at a typical concert, we would have that age, but we would also have people 50 and 60 years of age. Very sad to see men of that age in, in, in prisons, but that's the reality. Um, so you know, generationally, yes, the music, the Doobie Brothers connects, you know, the Eagles, that sort of music connects, and the Old Boys Gospel Band used a lot of that style of music deliberately to connect with that audience. But sometimes if you went into a detention centre, a young offenders detention centre, uh, the Eagles and the Doobies was was hocus pocus. It was music they did not know. And uh, so we did find that uh, difficult sometimes to use the music of, of the 70s and 80s to connect with an 18-year-old just the way it is. When you're a minister of the gospel and you're going in behind bars and you're going in there to play music, you're mm-hmm. going in there to sing, you're going in there to connect, how important is it to have 
those sorts of songs in your repertoire so mm. that people are familiar with the music before you sing deeper, meaningful, mm. spiritual songs mm. that really connect with the heart. Mm. I, I think it's really important. I think you've got to keep a, a, your, a tab on it, though. You, it, we're not going in there to perform a rock show. We're going there to present the gospel, and the best way is to talk about the gospel in our music because our music, music lyric is very powerful, whatever it might be, whatever the song might be. It can be a love song, and that's powerful if you're talking about love. Uh, if you're talking about uh, coming to freedom in Christ, then you need a song that, that actually says that. So it's a it's a fifty fifty thing perhaps uh, in terms of music selection, but uh, just connecting a, ba- a rock band is not going to connect with Onward Christian Soldiers. It just isn't, and uh, so we've just got to work out what will connect and yet still contain some message with a wholesome lyric and um, with a, as a, just a stepping stone to get to the song that might be the one that would be the key for them to consider faith. Interesting when you draw that connection. Uh, the rock band doesn't connect with Onward Christian Soldiers because as soon as you said that, I immediately thought of a Salvation Army Band okay. and uh, mm. people wearing uniform, playing brass instruments. Mm. And that's far from where you are at. Mm. Uh, you've got, you're a keyboardist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you've got electric guitars and uh, electric bass, uh, all of those uh, drummers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got those as part of your band. Mm. In those days, we did. Now that we're changing tunes, which we're mainly talking about today, we don't have a big rock band. Yes, we have musicians, as myself and a guitarist, and we sing, and we both uh, particularly sing songs that we've written. So it's a, it, we're not necessarily we, – we are singing songs that we've written because of the message that we're bringing in, but we, however, we still do connect with a song that they might know and uh, that they will know. Um, but, yes, it's not, as, it's not a rock performance anymore for me, uh, but it's still music and contained in the music, couched in the music – is the message that we want to convey. Alan, what is it that connects with the heart of a prisoner uh, when you've got someone who's doing time and uh, obviously for various lengths of time, uh, you're there and you're bringing your gift, your ministry into the prison. Uh, People are coming for whatever reason, whether it's just to be entertained or if they know that there's a Christian foundation, they might be expecting some sort of spirituality. But is there a particular time in your performance where you just know that this is the connecting moment? You, you do some setting up, you're you're inviting them into the opportunity to hear what you've got to say and what happens in those connecting moments? Mm. Over the years, I've seen all different sort of responses. I've seen tears. I've seen tears from you know, 20 stone men with tats on their face, you know, and just, you know, I'm not talking about sobbing, but I'm talking about being affected by what they've heard, what they've, what they've taken in from what's being presented. So we've, we've seen tears, we've seen um, heads in hands and um, people reacting, men and women, Neil, reacting to a particular lyric or a particular song, uh, not necessarily a Christian song. We used to sing in the band, we used to sing a song from Cole, Cole Chisel, I think, called... Um, you better be home soon. And soon as the the instrumentals, uh, the band would start the instrumental introduction to that song, already people would be affected by the lyric of that song, better be home soon. Um, we don't sing that with Changing Tunes Roadshow anymore, but we do these days use um, a multimedia presentation, uh, uh, maybe a five or six or seven minute video clip, which is very, has a very powerful message. And that's sometimes when uh, we see that people are really ready to listen to what we might then say in a song that has a, a strong uh, Christian lyric. You are particularly focusing on the power of the music when it comes to relating. And when you've got lyrical content, which is a powerful message, mm. a message for the heart, uh, then you've got this connection with people who are 
looking for something in their lives and perhaps dealing with emptiness, dealing with being in a place where uh, it's been, uh, you know, very much a, a place of depressing mm-hmm. uh, remembering of their own past, perhaps remorse, perhaps guilt, all of those different things. Uh, these are the sorts of emotions I imagine that uh, that inmates are going through. That's right. Yeah, it seems to me that um, as they come in with a different um, in a different frame of mind to hear whatever it is that they think they're going to hear, they are going to come in with some sort of a fear or some some sense of uh, being um, uh, injustice. You know, a whole gamut, a whole range of, of emotions that they're going through. So they're they're, they're tender very often. Uh, some of them are just the opposite of that. They're just bravado and they come in and they fold their arms and tap their their feet on the floor and think, yeah, okay, what's this? You know. Uh, yeah, come on, give it to us, whatever you got, you know. Um, so, uh, but the music and the message usually breaks that attitude down as, as the as the program goes on through our our ten minutes or something. And by the end, those uh, most listeners to the program and to the music have have gotten something out of it to the to the extent where they're saying, "Can you come back next week?" Alan Can is our guest. His ministry is called Changing Tunes. He takes his music behind bars uh, into prisons. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. I walked the road with no one No one but myself Listening to nothing that made sense Days they all seemed endless Time was not a friend Trouble seemed to find me Round each bed As I thought about my life Watched it fade away Long gone, now scattered in the dust Voice above was plain to hear I'd heard it in the past In my heart came comfort, love and peace I'll be Let go of the past 
Alan Can, who is our guest on 2020, the title track from the album he recorded, the sorts of songs, the music he takes behind bars in prison ministry uh, for prisoners. Uh, his ministry is called Changing Tunes. We're back with more. Our conversation with Alan Can just ahead. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, we're taking a little bit of time to talk with Alan Can, who leads a ministry called Changing Tunes, taking music behind bars into prisons. And his project is called The Second Chance Project. And The Second Chance Project has a CD. It's called Free Again. And when Alan goes in behind bars, uh, he sings songs that are connecting with prisoners. Uh, Alan, in the last segment, we were talking about the sorts of emotions, the sorts of things that music raises in the life of an individual. One point that I think we didn't touch on was the idea of anger. I imagine there are a lot of angry prisoners. You mentioned that some of them uh, feel a sense of injustice, but does that sometimes overflow in a sense of anger? Yes, it does. Yes, we see many angry young men particularly. They don't think that, they've, uh, that they should be where they are. Uh, for whatever reason, um, but again, Neil, music is a, can be a soothing balm in that situation. I imagine that going in behind bars and you're there with the prisoner, there is a sense, as you say, you're actually responding in obedience to what Jesus said. You know, clothing me, feeding me, giving me a drink, visiting me in prison, and mm-hmm. uh, as you do this to the least of my brethren, you're doing it unto me. And there is a sense in which this connection uh, comes from the humility of the heart of the person who's going in, because I imagine that people in prison realise that people are coming there because 
they're wanting to emotionally connect. They're wanting to be a friend. They're not there to be an enemy. They're not there because they've been, you know, at a rod over their back to be there. And so, therefore, you've got this real opportunity for developing friendship with the prisoner. Mm. That's correct, and and that's 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 important to begin doing that immediately at the time you arrive. You're only going to be a friend perhaps for an hour and 20 minutes, uh, unless, of course, the, the the inmate gets to write to you, which happens, and you get to write back. But, um, yeah, that's right. That, you're, you're, there, you're not there to dump on them or to give them a guilt trip or to, in, in some ways, uh, make them feel any worse about themselves than they already do. Uh, you're there to, yes, inspire them, to encourage them, and to challenge them about making some changes in their life particularly to do with reconnecting back into the community upon their release. That's a biggie for me. In the state of Queensland, where I'm speaking to you, Neil, the, um, the, the recidivism rate for Queensland is 54%, meaning that inmates will return to prison at 54% and will have multiple visits to prison. And that's what breaks my heart. You know, the fact that they just don't have any acceptance on the outside or no support base, no little village or no community or no family in some cases that will take them in and say, we forgive you, you know, we love you, we want to get you back on your feet again. That, to my, to my thinking, is a part of, the, of what we're trying to do, help these guys transition from prison back into society. I'm always excited to talk to prison ministries, uh, whether they're going in in the form of uh, being a minister of the gospel, like a chaplain, like a counsellor, or those who are providing Bible studies, like the Crossroads people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there are those that have the ministries to the families on the outside and those sometimes very difficult circumstances of uh, helping to relate to the children of those inmates who are mm-hmm. outside of prison but without a dad. And mm-hmm. and uh, it always inspires me that different prison ministries have different strengths and different gifts and yours fits in beautifully with all of these others that are doing a wonderful work because you're bringing in something of a creative, a musical presence, something that connects with the heart. Mm. Yeah, and it's a privilege to be part of that network of different groups. Yeah, absolutely, we see ourselves as part of the part of the chaplaincy service. Uh, we were in Tasmania a couple of when I say we, the, the Old Boys Gospel Band, we were in Tasmania a couple of years ago. And uh, we, we met there some groups that we hadn't seen before that were doing some of these exact things that you're talking about, ministering to the children of prisoners, bringing in Christmas gifts, uh, and just uh, providing um, the prison network, the families of prisoners with something that otherwise they would not have access to. So, yeah, I'm impressed, uh, very impressive by what some of the people are doing. And, and yes, ours does connect it, and it, it just intertwines in some way. Not everybody can go in. Uh, with 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 a music program and a great big multimedia presentation and do what we do and for some Neil it's not that's not what they should be doing but uh, it is what we should be doing and, and we certainly fit into that little niche. Tell me about your CD. It's called Free Again and you've written a number of the songs on there and you've got a, a wonderful team of musicians, talented musicians who are with you. Tell me about your CD and is this the sort of thing where People listening to our conversation now, they know that there's a family member or someone in their community who's behind bars, uh, whether that's uh, for any uh, good reason or not, and uh, some people dispute why they should be there, but is this the sort of CD that would minister to the hearts of these people? Some of the songs would, maybe not all. On that particular album that you're referring to, Neil, there's some songs that uh, that we recorded that would just be um, uh, to a Christian audience probably. I think we've got the old hymn, Love Lifted Me. So they're all songs that are associated with the theme of prison ministry. 
uh, one song particularly, Free Again, which is the title of the album. Uh, the words there go, I walked this road with no one, no one but myself. I was listening to nothing that made sense. And it goes on from there, and the chorus says, I'll be free again. I've taken off that old coat that I had on. And so, yes, those words and that song, the song Free Again, will minister to the heart and the soul of an inmate, I believe. Other songs on there, I'm Never Coming Back, was another song. I've written those songs after meeting and talking with inmates who have come to the realisation that prison is not for them. This is not where God intended them to be or to live their life. They're just passing through. And and, and, I, and so I wrote that song uh, saying, I'm never coming back. I'm never, and, to, and I want to see them make that declaration that this is a one-time visit to a, to a prison, that, that, that there's a world out there for them to make an impression on, a, a world out there for them to make a, a positive um, contribution to. What they're doing in prison is just wasting a life. So I've been inspired to write three songs on that album that have come out from conversations from different guys that have come up with a different, who have challenged me to write songs about a particular area of their decision-making. When we talk about that whole concept of hope in the face of hopelessness, Mm. you've got people from a hopeless situation, and when you bring in not just a message but music, you've got the music and the message together, there is something that communicates uh, not only with uh, the mind but also the heart. And I imagine that music helps the process and makes it easier to communicate that essential part of the gospel. Yes, it does, Neil. It, it does. The um, and that's why it's um, important to music songs and selection is important. Um, over the years, there's been some beautiful Christian songs written that that would fit beautifully in in prison ministry. Uh, Carmen comes to mind, uh, but many many songs that have been written uh, that where. There's a mention of uh, the Father Heart of God and, and fatherlessness and that, those sorts of topics which are which are rife in our prisons. Um, we were just at a prison recently, uh, and um, in discussion with um, eleven gen- eleven men in this room, uh, out of those eleven men, six of those guys did not have or have never known their father. So a message on the Father Heart of God for them by another means, not by us at the time. But is is really warranted. But how much more so if it's if it's set up with a with a piece of music that already talks about that, and and people like Billy Graham they they know this this theory don't they I mean people that have that have been active and successful in presenting the gospel have always used music, and whether it's uh, uh, in, in a wonderful pipe organ in St Paul's Cathedral in London or wherever it is, music has very been very much part of of Christendom for for years and years. So nothing's new here. Well, the despair, the desperation that prisoners feel, there's just something about music that cuts through all of that and creates an opportunity for the heart to receive something special from the minister who brings good news, the good news of the gospel. Alan Can, just great getting your thoughts, hearing your heartbeat today. And let me point people to the website where you can connect with Alan Can and the ministry called Changing Tunes. It's a prison ministry taking music behind bars. You can simply go to the website called secondchanceproject.org.au. It's secondchanceproject.org. .org.au and connect with Alan Can and perhaps uh, you can get a hold of 
Alan's CD, which is called Free Again. It's a CD that he takes behind bars. Uh, He puts that in the hands of prisoners. I think people can uh, also become members of the Second Chance Project, and uh, that might even score you a copy of the CD as well. Uh, Secondchanceproject.org.au. Alan Can, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.